This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our locked on rooms. Locker Room is changing the way we talk sports. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast where we talk about all of Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. On today's episode, which is being dropped on the third day of June 2021, we're going to be talking about a resurging Dodgers team that absolutely blew the doors off the dump when they played the St. Louis Cardinals and are kind of sort of serving notice to the rest of the league that maybe, just maybe, the defending champs are back. And I make a suggestion to a big-time contender for a team that may have a clear lane to the National League Championship Series to, well, I don't know, try to improve the team and knock on the door of a team that has a lot of the parts that they need. Along the way, I'm going to be referencing a Godzilla film. It's all going to make sense when it's over. Go to the free and easy-to-use Odyssey app to listen to us or listen to us wherever you catch your podcasts. When you're staying at home or in your car and you have a smart device, be sure to tell your smart device to play Podcast Locked on MLB, or check out some of the other great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network, including Lockdown Fantasy Baseball with Scott Cullen. You can follow our show on Twitter at Lockdown MLB Pods. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter. Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Well, the day of baseball is officially over. All the games are done. I talked a little bit yesterday about the conundrum that the Chicago Cubs have found themselves in. And the fact of the matter is the Cubs keep winning. They keep winning. And with the horrific showing that the Cardinals had against Los Angeles yesterday, the Cubs now have a game and a half lead over the St. Louis Cardinals and are two games ahead in the loss column. All the while, in the middle of a season where they thought they were going to be rebuilding, they are slowly but surely being handed the National League Central. So they've won nine of their last 10 games. And the Cardinals' loss was just disastrous. That's got to be one of the worst losses of the year. Now, in some ways, it's a loss that you can kind of laugh off. I mean, when you get blown out, you let up 11 runs in the first. 11 runs in the first. That's insane. And... They left town. They left L.A. They're going to be playing the Cardinals uh, later this afternoon. Wainwright versus Gutierrez. I'll preview the other games later. But, you know, when you when you let up 11 runs in the first inning, in some ways you can sort of walk away and go like, okay, all right, that's uh, that happened, and we can now move on. It's terrible news for Carlos Martinez, who the Cardinals really, really need to pitch well if they want to have any hope of going far in this, you know, in this season. But 
for LA, my God, there's so many positive things to come about from this. You know, you know, of course, anytime you score 11 runs in the first, you know, things are going okay for the squad. But the big, big blow in the first inning came from Mr. Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger got a single in the first inning that drove home Justin Williams and Max Muncy. But there you go. There you go. Not too shabby. And then later in the same inning, he hit a grand slam. He had five runs batted in in the first inning. That's not too shabby. Not too shabby. Walker Bueller, by the way, got an RBI double. Take that, Universal DH people. Mookie Betts uh, got a also got an RBI single. And th- that was basically the end of the scoring. It was after the fourth inning. Yeah, there was no more scoring after the fifth. Everyone just, you know, absolutely just ran at the, just ran out the string. And this game that the Dodgers won fourteen to three, and it was a getaway day for St. Louis. This was the absolute perfect example of a game where the Cardinals should have every right to say we're done, we're done, we're, we're not going to win, we're not going to win. Let's get to the airport. Let's just go home. There's no shame in that. There'd be no shame. There'd almost be honor in that. To say, yeah, yeah, we're done. It's 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 not gonna happen. We're gonna we acknowledge that this is a disaster. We acknowledge that this is uh you know, that we're not gonna get anywhere today. And, you know, God bless Junior Fernandez who came in and pitched the final couple of innings for the Cardinals just basically saving the bullpen. But there's something I want to bring up about this. I mean, enough about St. Louis. I mean, St. Louis, I picked them to win the division. There are only a couple of games on the Cubs. Things could turn around. Let's talk a little bit about the Dodgers, shall we? The Los Angeles Dodgers are technically right now a third-place team. So look at that. They would be, if the playoffs started today, the Dodgers would be the visiting team in the wildcard game against the San Diego Padres. As it stands right now, the San Francisco Giants remain on top of the West and have the best record in the National League. Uh, Actually, they have the best record in baseball now that the Tampa Bay Rays have lost a couple games in a row. Stacey Gatsoulias will fill you in later in this episode about the Yankee victory over Tampa Bay. The Dodgers are clearly the best third place team in baseball. They have a better record than either of the division leaders in the national league, other than the West. They have a better record than the Cubs. They have a better record than the Mets. They have a better record than the AL West leading Oakland A's. who got a complete game from Sean Manaya. I like that Bob Melvin will let his pitchers go nine. Bob Melvin, by the way, has more, victories than any other Oakland manager in athletics history. Think about that for a second. The Dodgers have a better record than than the A's. They don't have a better record than the Rays or the White Sox, but they're close. Now, here's the thing. This is going to be a strange analogy. I'm going to need you to bear with me for a second. I'm a big fan of Godzilla films especially the great ones from the 60s and 70s, when it was 
basically dudes running around in rubber costumes. These big budget Godzilla films are cool. You know, the Godzilla King of the Monsters I enjoyed, but you know what? Give me a dude in a rubber costume. A Godzilla film called Godzilla vs. Gigan was one that my brother and I used to watch a lot, and there was a moment when Godzilla was just getting his butt kicked, and he had, had like, something implanted in his brain, and Gigan and Ghidorah were just beating the snot out of Godzilla at one point, and the human characters, who we always fast-forward through the human character scenes, were watching Godzilla just getting the tar kicked out of him. And then at one point, Godzilla was thrown across. He the, the film took place in an amusement park where there was like this giant statue of Godzilla in the middle of the amusement park. Don't ask. And Godzilla crashed into the statue and then kind of woke up. And then he turned around and he gave his scream. And one of the human characters said, horribly dubbed, Godzilla's strong again. And the music kicks in. Dun, dun, dun. Godzilla fans will know that that was his theme. And he beat the snot out of Ghidorah and Gigan with a little help from his friend Ingeris, and he won. Why am I bringing that film up? Because when I watched the beginning of the game between L.A. and St. Louis, I thought to myself, Godzilla's strong again. The Dodgers are strong again by having the lineup starting to piece together where it is. And you're getting the contributions from people. Betts has not had a great start to a season, but he got his three hits today and he looks super strong. Bellinger, who's been out for a giant chunk of this year, gets the two big hits. He drives in six runs altogether. The team looks like it's starting to click. And remember about this Dodger team who started off the year just absolute gangbusters. And they, you know, they, they, other than the opening day loss to the, uh, to the Colorado Rockies, the Dodgers just looked like they were going to stampede through the season, like Godzilla stampeding through Tokyo. And then, you know, so they got off to their 13 2 start. Then they hit a rough patch. Remember they hit a rough patch? They dropped 14 out of 18 games, allowing the Giants and allowing the Padres to get a stranglehold and being able to turn this into a three-headed monster in the National League West, like Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. That 17-16 and 16 record that they had at the end of the 4-14 and 14 slump the Dodgers were on the verge of 500 baseball. Yes, in the first third of the season, but it didn't look good. And then things started turning around. They've won 16 of their last, uh, what was it, uh, 16 of their last 23 games. Starting to look better. They got a little bit of a jolt with the addition of Albert Pujols, maybe emotionally, you know, Pujols actually, when you actually look in the, the games he's played with the Dodgers, he's, the last week, he's, uh, you know, he's not been hitting. And yeah, I, look, it, it was it was a little jolt 
of adrenaline of him coming back to the Dodgers. And he's probably going to come back fallen to earth, but who knows? He could be a, a nice influence on the team. But then when you start putting the pieces back together and you start looking at what the team is, you're seeing that this club that had that massive slump that is in the division with a Padres team that everyone expected to play well and a Giants team has caught everyone by surprise. You're seeing that Bueller and Bauer and Kershaw and Urias are all pitching well. Yes, May is out, maybe out for the rest of the year. You, but you're seeing that Jansen and Trinan are starting to make that a solid bullpen. You're seeing that David Price is slowly moving his way back into the rotation. And if the Dodgers need to do anything with the team, it may be just to take a step back and allow some of the players to play again, to fit in again. If you have Bellinger contributing the way that he can contribute, at this point, that's almost like making a trade. If you can allow Max Muncie to get swinging, if you can allow Mookie Betts to have the protection in the lineup, all of a sudden, some of those subpar performances are going to look really good for a team that is on a pace, even with some of the slumps, to win in the mid-90s. Godzilla's strong again because the pieces are coming together. Look at I think the Padres are going to be a very good team this year. I think the Giants are surprising everybody. But there was something about watching this team play a good St. Louis team and rampage through it and seeing the pieces are coming back together and seeing that you can say, do you know what? Even if they just tinker with the team in a tiny, tiny bit, the World Series champions are going to be back at full strength and you know what? If you are one of the other teams in the National League and you see the Dodgers coming in through town, it's going to feel like Tokyo and Godzilla is going to be stomping it. And they just need to make a couple of tiny changes. Maybe a bullpen arm here or there. Just tinker with the engine a little bit. And if you're going to tinker with your engine, you should go to rockauto.com. You know, chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody. It does not require membership or an account login. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and people like you and me. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Just go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection and reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need are at rockauto.com. And hey... Let's talk a little bit about Built Bars, which are the best tasting protein bars ever. My favorite Built Bar flavor is raspberry, covered in chocolate. Mint brownie is great too, and so is double chocolate. There's something for everybody. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. 
But not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, or some of them have 18 grams of protein. Only 130 calories, and some have 180 calories. Four or five grams of sugar, four or five grams of net carbs. They're great tasting, they're healthy. And guess what? If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Talking L.A., let's talk a little bit about the Mets. The Mets won in Arizona. I mentioned that in yesterday's podcast. And they're getting out of Dodge. That was just a weird, weird series that they played there. But the Mets are going to go off, and they are still in first place thanks to a slumping Braves team, a floundering Miami team, a Nationals team that may or may not be sellers, not 100% sure. And the Phillies, despite having tremendous talent on their team, are three games under 500. Lest we forget, the Phillies still haven't had a five uh, a winning season Sorry, since the end of the 2011 playoffs, which ended so very disappointingly. The Mets are going to be playing the Padres coming up, and that's going to be a potential league championship series matchup. It can't be a wild card matchup. Well, it could be a wild card matchup if the Mets are a wild card team, but they have their eyes on winning the National League East. And do you know what? You take a look at the team. I can't pretend that I know the Mets farm system up and down. I can't sit here and say that I know who's on the verge of coming up the way some people who just really, you know, Aram Lighton would be able to because he knows uh, baseball prospects like crazy. Listen to Locked On MLB Prospects with Aram Lighton. You're going to hear some really cool stuff. The Mets have a good team, but they could use, I think, probably three or four players. None of them have to be a major superstar. They could use some infield depth. They could use another outfielder for outfield depth. They could use a back end of the rotation pitcher. And every team could use another relief pitcher. And I really, really think the Mets have to have the Pittsburgh Pirates on constant speed dial. Because the Pirates are going to sell. The Pirates, you know, they got off to a fun start. They're now 14 games under 500. They are not going to catch up with any of the top teams in the Central. And they have a ton of parts. The Pirates are really interested because they have so many spare parts on the team. They don't have that big, gigantic honking chip the way that the Cubs thought they were going to have with Chris Bryant. But they have a lot of pieces that could be helpful. And maybe a piece here or a piece there will add to a team and their postseason hopes. But also for the Pirates, if you can get a young player here, a young player there, you may be able to start to fill up that farm system. Now, the Pirates have a ton of players who could be helpful for the Mets. Adam Frazier. To me, Adam Frazier is the absolute perfect fit for the Mets. He's everything they need right now in that he's a good hitter and he's someone with a bit of versatility that he can play the outfield and he can play the infield. He has a 
you know, 335 average right now. His OPS is 877. He has some, you know, extra base power in terms of doubles in the gap. He has a little bit of speed, but the fact that he's a left-handed hitter who can mainly play at second base and give them a little bit of depth there as they've had some injuries in their infield. He can also play a little bit of the outfield. Either way, they could use a player like that. And then they could also, just sort of going up and down, they could use a Tyler Anderson. And the Pirates would behoove them to try to get something for Anderson right now, who's in his 30s, not part of their long-term plans. And he's not a superstar. He's not going to be an ace pitcher. But do you know what? He's a capable major league starter, back end of the rotation starter, who could keep some of the pressure off of the Mets as they move the rotation over to see DeGrom in the number one spot. But they have just a bunch of play. You know, Richard Rodriguez is eventually going to be moved. And, you know, they have a couple other pieces, like in the outfield, where, you know, Gregory Polanco was having a terrible year, but you know maybe a change of scenery is exactly what they need. Maybe the 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 fact that he's seen the entire club fall apart around him could go a long way. Look at Adam Frazier to me is the absolute perfect fit for the Mets and one of their other pitchers, and they should be calling them all the dang time. If you have the guy who's currently the leader in hits and doubles in the National League and insert him into the lineup and hopefully not sacrifice too much from your farm. But you got to give up something to get him. Then you got to do that. You know, one of the keys when you start filling in holes is not necessarily you're going to put a superstar everywhere, but if you make a negative, at least a positive and break even for a team like the Mets who are trying to piece this together, and get back to the National League Championship Series, yeah, that's a pretty good deal. Give them a call. Constantly call them. The Pirates are there. They've got what you need. they got a little bit of everything. And, you know, try to pull off that deal, even if it's for a rental. You know, the, you think about, like, the Trevor Stories and the Max Scherzer's you know, Stories injury may keep him out of the loop there for, the, for a trade. You know, is John Lester going to be traded? Some of these big trade chips. I was thinking about this the other day about Manny Machado, who the Orioles stupidly did not deal during the 2017 season when he was having a good, not great season for the Baltimore Orioles, but had so much more value because he would have had an entire season attached instead of, just being a rental for a half a season when they ultimately did trade him midway through the 2018 season. They held on to him, and you know, he was having a spectacular first half of the season with Baltimore, and he was traded to L.A. purely as a rental. He didn't have the same value. And so you had this wonderful trade chip. Then the Dodgers got him for Ryland Bannon, who's still in the minors, Dean Kramer, who was not doing that well at the major league level. Zach Pop, who they left off their roster, and he's now with the Marlins. Uh, Breivik Valera, who is now, I believe he's with Toronto right now. And the big piece was, uh, was it was, was Diaz, was Yusniel Diaz, who is currently 
kind of floundering in AAA. And he's only a couple of years younger than Manny Machado. They had this marvelous trade ship, and the Orioles basically didn't get anything for him. So if you're a team that has some quality chips on your team, don't hang on to them too long. I'm looking at you, Rockies, but also looking at you, Pirates. You might be able to piece together enough of the the commodities that you have to, to put into a trade and get something back to them. But if you hold on to them too long, you could have an MVP candidate like Machado in his prime, and right now the Orioles barely have anything to show for it. Cautionary tale for teams that are sellers right now. But Mets keep calling the Pirates. They've got stuff you need. They got stuff you need. So keep making the call and just put together, piece together everything you need. And next thing you know, you're going to have yourself one solid team that will be a surefire bet. If you're going to make any bets, go to Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action on Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info, including baseball, basketball, Stanley Cup finals, and the UFC MMA action. For the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. This team's prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. Promo code locked on. Okay, let's hear from some of the other locked on hosts. Starting with the great Stacy Gatsoulias, who has some thoughts about the Yankees' victory over Tampa. This is Stacy Gatsoulias of Locked On Yankees, and I'm happy to report that the Yankees have guaranteed themselves at least a split against the Rays thanks to a 4-3 victory tonight. Jordan Montgomery. Now, this is... I'm, I'm shocked by this. Okay, so he pitched six and one-third innings, gave up three runs on five hits. One of them was earned. He walked two, struck out six, and apparently this is the first time since 1901, I guess since they've been keeping track of box scores, so millions of box scores, this is the first time that a pitcher had this exact line. I find that hard to believe, but apparently it's true. Don't you love baseball? Baseball's so great. You can only have that sort of thing happen. Clint Frazier was the hero again, this time a two-run single. That put the Yankees up 4-1 at the time, and they needed all four of those, those runs because the Rays chipped away. And then, of course, they made things sweaty in the ninth because they're the Rays and they're annoying. But Aroldis Chapman, after starting off a little iffy, was able to get through it and get the save, and the Yankees won 4-3. So I will have a recap for you on tomorrow's episode, although actually tomorrow's episode might be a post-game episode. I forgot it was an afternoon game. Garrett Cole against TBD. Don't know who TBD is. I don't know if he's good. I guess we'll find out. The New York Mets escaped the desert with a series victory. This is Ryan Finkelstein, host of Locked on Mets. And boy, that thing got dicey in the final game of the series. David Peterson had probably the worst start of his career. Did not make it out of the first inning after being spotted four runs by his team. Gives up five. It became a bullpen game from there. And the Mets were able to hang on. They battled back and forth. 
They had 16 hits in this game. The Mets have eclipsed 10 hits in three of their last four games, just showing a lot of life offensively. And what you loved is down the stretch, it was Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso that combined for the final run that gave the Mets a win. Francisco Lindor leading off the ninth with a double. And then Pete Alonso showing a lot of fight, a good piece of hitting with two strikes, gets a ground ball into the outfield to score Lindor from third. And the Mets ultimately win this game 7-6. Edwin Diaz notching a save after blowing one the night before. Great to see this team battle back. And now they have to face the San Diego Padres, which is a much tougher task over the weekend. I'll be breaking down that series and the one we just watched on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Mets. Hey guys, it's Sean Wheelhouse here with the Locked On Astros. And the Astros win their fourth game in a row. Framber Valdez comes out, struggles in the first inning, throwing 31 pitches to settle down to go seven strong innings to strike out 10 Red Sox. That's right, 10 Red Sox. They got out hit by the Red Sox 7-4. to four. They managed two runs on four hits. The Red Sox had seven hits and one run. Kyle Tucker had another multi-hit game. He's on fire. We'll talk about that on the latest Locked on Astros podcast. The Astros go into the next game hoping to get a series sweep against the surging Red Sox who have suddenly come to a screeching halt. This is H-Town Wheelhouse. Stay locked in to Locked on Astros. We're your team every day. All right, thanks, everyone. We've got morning baseball. I love baseball in California. The games are going to start at 9.20 in the morning here. The Nats and the Braves are going to be playing. Two teams that got to get their act together if they want to contend. The aforementioned Rays and Yankees wrap up their series with Garrett Cole pitching. Look at that. Yankee fans were panicking. Now all they need is a Garrett Cole victory, and they'll have taken three out of four from the Rays. The Red Sox and Astros finish up their season the rest Sox want to salvage at least one game as Perez takes on Odorizzi. The Rangers and Rockies play as they basically are trying to sell off everyone on those two rosters. Marlins and Pirates are heading off. Mets watch that game. Some of your players could be playing in that game. D-backs and the Brewers are lining up. Then you have the Twins and the Royals. The Royals are back over 500. The Twins want to get back to winning. Otherwise, they may be sellers right now. The Tigers and the White Sox are playing. Has anyone noticed that the Tigers are on a 14-8 and run? Tigers are playing good baseball, and Mize is pitching for the Tigers. He's talented. Lynn is pitching for the White Sox. He's even more talented. The Cardinals are licking their wounds, and Wainwright's got the ball against the Reds. And then the Angels are going to be playing the Mariners, Justice Sheffield versus Canning. And the Cubs and the Giants, Disclafani versus Davies, and the Mets and the Padres in what could be a playoff matchup, you Darvish against Walker. So go to the free and easy-to-use Odyssey app. We have a full day of baseball, and Godzilla very well might be strong again. Terrible news for Los Angeles, however, and that is they have an off day. You probably don't want to have an off day after rampaging the way they do. This has been Locked On MLB for the third day of June, 2021. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with a Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.